Jake, Midnight, thank you for coming, my man. Yeah. It has been a crazy journey. And you know what's funny? I can't actually say that to a lot of people, but you've been here since the beginning of like the caregiver thing all the way to present. Well, I mean, I was here before. You know, my dad was a smuggler, right? <laughs> what? So, no, tell us. What, what, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, uh, hell, my dad was smuggling hash oil in 71. Yeah, um, honestly, my dad, uh, my dad did a, uh, did a whole Afghan Kabul trail trip where he was, uh, went over to Afghanistan and Iran and traded LSD and learned how to make hash oil in 71, even before High Times was invented in 76 by Tom Florcade, you know? My dad was always talking with them about trying to get that story on there because he was one of the first few guys to actually bring well, I hash did not oil. Know that. That's why I'm asking you. Like, oh, yeah. I know if I didn't know that, I'm sure there's other people that didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he kind of just dropped out of central Michigan, like six credits left and decided to go over there with about seven of his buddies. So you inherited the hustle. <laughs> you inherited yeah, the hustle. The love for the cannabis plant. Yep. He's, uh, he, he searched it all over. He went as like a spiritual journey hippie guy, right? Hair down to his ass. Just, uh, just went over kind of looking for a, a journey and he kind of like bumped onto the whole thing because, you know, he's walking through a bazaar in Afghanistan and uh, uh, basically some guys in like a Mercedes limo just drove up to him and thought he was some hash smuggler, some crazy hash smuggler. And he was just a guy on a spiritual journey and uh, brought him into the car and showed him like a pie tin of hash oil, like the shit we were making in 2008, open blasting in our rooms and shit. The retro like caregiver, the actual, old because school. They would take it, they would take big plants of keef and they'd beat the keef, you know, get it in the plants and then they'd go down and get the ethanol and they'd extract it with a light ethanol purge and they'd purge it on top of the roofs. It was 120 degrees in Afghanistan, so it'd purge out on the roofs. Then they'd take it down, it'd be like that blackish crude stuff, but it was hash oil, purged, it was the same, you know, rough way so of back, doing it. Back in the day, how, how would they consume? I mean, they didn't have Puffco Peaks. They didn't have, what was the way you seen? Was it, was it the, the cup, the lighter? All, like? uh, yeah, you know, you put it on a, put it on a pin, right? And kept it under, kept, catch it under the cup and then inhale the cup. Or uh, a lot of them times they just rub it on the joints, right? They just rub it on their joints and roll it. I mean, it's funny because my dad would say they bring it back with the intents to make all this money on the hash oil and they end up just smoking it all. <laughs> you know, they'd that have sounds the best like some weed. shit that would go yeah. on nowadays. Yeah, you know, it's right. funny you think about like a licensed grower. You wonder how much of their own product they end up smoking. You know, I got some buddies that have grows and I can tell you they're definitely <laughs> smoking a lot of their product. Yeah, they're allowed, what, an ounce a month? <laughs> per employee. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And that's that they can scan out for free. I mean, you can send it to us. You know, there's ways to get your own product. I mean, given that you could get it for free, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would. That's the whole point. Hopefully, you want to smoke your own product, right? I mean, you know, hopefully, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I always like enjoying my own flower. Um, you know, I love enjoying other people's products. I always keep a wide array of other people's stuff because why not? You know, I love cannabis as a whole. So yeah, exactly. I'm a hundred percent with that. All the way from the extracts to the flower to the edibles to the tinctures to the rubs. You know so where did midnight roots come from what did the idea come from like where, where is it just uh like what what made you want to run with that concept uh well my dad died in 2014 right and i was kind of partnered with him as uh 
we were growing caregivers and we'd grow together and uh, we were winning cups. You know, we won the first cup in 2014 together. And then- uh, Wait, What was the cup for? Uh, catfish. And there we, was a flower entry? A flower entry for sativa flower with Arborside. Yep. Shout out some OGs yeah, there. Yeah, 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 right. You know, um, we were one of the first to help win with those guys. You know, they were great. They've always treated us great. And congrats for them to getting their license now. Finally, right? Yeah, That's yeah. so cool to see. <laughs> Big shout you know, out Dom, big shout out Alex, great people over at Arbor Yeah, Rory, good shout out Ra to you guys. Rory, of course. I just met the, the guys in store I always see. Dom's a yeah. cool guy. Man. I love Dom and Alex, yeah, they're good guys. And, but uh, yeah, and then uh, he passed and uh, the name kind of comes from uh, uh, just a combination of different stories about my dad and uh, kind of forming that Midnight Roots name. So it was kind of based around his memory and just keeping it going. You know? Was there something that made you guys want to call it that together? Like father, son, you guys, you know, saw something on TV. Uh, I mean, I just curious. I always ask this question. I'm not trying to drill you. I just I'm like, was there something that brought out the name? Oh, that's funny. I mean, yeah, there is. A, there really is. I mean, do you want to know the story? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I do. I, so, I do, bro. Okay. So there's a, there's this TV show called Robot Chicken. Right? Are you familiar with Robot Chicken? It's a TV show where I they take- I haven't seen it, but I've seen clip art. You know what I mean? I've yeah. seen images of it pop up on the internet. Yeah, they take like G.I. Joe guys and He-Men and they make videos with them. They take characters as well. Okay, so, okay, it's gonna take a second. So my dad came over to our house one time during a trim and he came in the room and we were all sitting there and he goes, hey guys, and there's like eight of us trimming and he walks in the basement and we're trimming and he goes, hey guys, I got a new nickname for myself. I mean, what do you say when a guy walks in and says, I got a new nickname for yourself? We're all sitting there stoned as hell. We're like, what the fuck? Who comes up with their own nickname? Okay, yeah, go for it, let's bro. Hear it, let's bro. hear your yeah, fucking nickname. Okay. Yeah. And he goes, uh, the Midnight Rider. And we're like, the Midnight Rider. <laughs> like, come on, you can't pick the Midnight Rider. Like, you can't be the <laughs> yeah, Midnight Rider. You can't just, so we were all laughing our ass off, right? A bunch of guys laughing in the basement. Okay, the Midnight Rider. And he, uh, <laughs> and he walks in and then as soon as he's like laughing, we're laughing at him. He, he trips over the, we used to take, you know, the uh, cages, tomato cages. We'd turn them upside down and hang the weed on it and then put it in a tent to dry it. He falls into like three of them, just falls into them. They just fly up in the air like it's a cartoon and shit like that. And we're like, oh, what the fuck? Like that. And, uh, and so, uh, he, uh, so he falls over and we go, you know, your nickname is now Fumbles. Fumbles. And he was like, what? And we go, yeah, you're Fumbles, right? And he goes, <laughs> we go, he started laughing and he goes, it's OG Fumbles. We'll give you OG Fumbles, OG right? OG Fumbles. So it was from a, the real, a, a, a robot chicken show where, there was a character on the G.I. Joes who kind of goes in and decides he wants to a ask his own code name, which was Killshot. And they were all like, you can't choose your own code name. It was the whole scenario I just kind of laid out. And then in the end, uh, he gets the name by, by killing all of them and they kind of laugh. But, he, uh, but my dad, at the end of the life, right, he, he got raided a couple times, right? And... Uh, you know, kind of, we think, you know, the drug war, PTSD might have caused his aneurysm at the end of his life. And he never got sentenced, though, right? So in the, uh, in the whole name of The Midnight Rider, that, ship, that, that song, you know, The Midnight Rider, yeah. You Never Catch Me, I'm The Midnight Rider, he never got caught, right? He never actually got sentenced. So he died one day before his, uh, his sentencing, right? His, his weed sentence where he got raided as a caregiver with the same amount of plants you're allowed to have and da-da-da, I was stupid. But yeah, so 
we, when he died, we gave him the Midnight Rider. So Midnight Roots would be the roots of Midnight Rider. <laughs> wow, that's a no. See, bro, that's cool as hell. Yeah, like, yeah I appreciate you, know. you telling us that. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah, you that's know what I'm sweet saying? that you would, you know, come on and share that. RIP to your father, bro. He sounds like yeah. an awesome guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Any soldier of cannabis is somebody I always look up to, bro. So, um, so you guys come up with the name. What is the first product you guys made? What was the first like, you know, branded midnight product or not even branded? Like, what was it? Was it a, was it a, you know a, a flower crop? I mean, yep. Yep. yeah, we were doing flour and we were doing concentrates with uh, another one of my buddies right now who's now known as uh, Closed Loop Cartel. Um, he's one of my other buddies. He's doing a great job. He should be doing well pretty soon, getting his own thing going. Um, but uh, we were producing extracts and I would produce flour as a caregiver. And uh, then we started producing the Midnight Bar. Um, so I produced that with a couple different chefs and I, I've kept that going now for almost 10 years now. But uh, People Chocolate. don't realize how much goes into these bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not no, easy. Like, it's not it, easy. So, like, I only say that because, like, before, like, marijuana, I had no idea what went into a fucking chocolate bar. You know what I mean? My experience was walking into the grocery store, buying whatever one I liked and eating it. I didn't have any experience. And then as, like, my, you know, working in cannabis, I've met with people like you and different brands that have done or attempted to do chocolate. And, uh... It's just crazy. You know, I've learned about chocolatiers. Is, I, that is the right term, right? Yeah, yeah. People that may base their life around chocolate. It's a big deal, you know? So uh, talk about the chocolate bars. I mean, what, what, what made you decide, hey, you know what? Fucking, I'm doing a chocolate bar. What, 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 what was the thought behind that? Uh, well, there's a chemical in chocolate called andamine, right? And it binds with uh, THC, kind of like mangoes do. Right there's a thing in mangoes that you can kind of get higher if you eat mangoes before you get you smoke because it has andamine in it. Uh, so chocolate kind of has an entourage effects with andamine, and uh, it's just a it's a great product. I didn't want to do gummies. <laughs> Everybody's doing gummies. Yeah, nobody uh, does gummies. And not what? not anything like that. Nobody does gummies. It, it's kidding. the uh, it's the biggest product. Gummies is the number one selling thing. No, it so, is what uh, it is. You're right. I I decided to stick with chocolate. I, you know, and I focused on chocolate. So I got you know now 14 flavors and getting a sugar free. And I just really wanted to do something right. It also kept me. Um, so I wasn't doing a lot of competition. It kept me to one lane and it allowed me to uh, focus really heavy on one thing and put a lot of integrity in it and a lot of uh, passion into it. Find the right products, find the right people to help me get it there. Handcrafted. And, yeah, exactly. We make each one by hand. You know, we, we have toppings for each one from s'mores and marshmallows and graham crackers to crushed up cookie crumbs to uh, dried blueberries and bananas. So I know a lot of people have come and tried to knock you off. Um, and I can say it. I mean, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. A lot of people have come and tried to knock you off. I've never seen anyone put out such a, uh, I mean, you, you call it hand, handcrafted. I, I just call it a great product. I, I've never bought one of your products and opened it and it had like holes in it or just been messed up. So I, I credit you for doing a handcrafted product. That's cool to still see in a, in a metric world where everything is so, how fast can I get how many out? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's so cool to see. So you said you had how many flavors? Yeah, yeah. Well, credit to my team, first of all, too. Well, yeah, no, it's always a team it effort. I team, so I just want to say thank vision. you. So, I mean, but, thank oh, you yeah, for yeah, having yeah, the vision sure. that, that leaded uh, the ship. You yeah, know, there's a course. captain to every ship. The ship doesn't <laughs> sail without the crew, but there of has course. to be a good captain. Yeah, that's we, all I'm saying. We have a high-quality control and a level integrity where all my people really care about what they're doing, which is what, like your guys do, you know? Yeah, we take pride in everything we do. I smoke 
Fuego concentrates in the Fuego gummies too. You know, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Appreciate I appreciate you saying you know? that, and I know you're. I know you mean it because I've. I, yeah, you know, I've I smoked do. with you. Yeah, so. yeah. I only, you know, I like top quality stuff. People that put passion into their work. And uh, if you're talking about knockoffs, I mean, the thing is, there's, it's, this is a huge market. I've been around since the beginning. I've been around since when it was illegal. I've taken the risks. I've been busted for it. I've faced the PTSD of the drug war. You know, I, like I said, I, I could claim the drug war no even help my Let's dad. Yeah. Like so you, I don't really status. look at it like competition because there's a big market out there and people will buy chocolate bars. And if you just do something right with integrity, People want that. And people will buy Budweiser, they'll buy knockoffs, they'll buy half price chocolate bars, they'll buy stuff that just people don't put much effort into. And when into. the quality's not there, yeah, they exactly. come back. It's just like flour. I mean, you know? I, I've tried every bar, I won't, like I said, bro, I'm not gonna turn this into a roasting session. I promise you, I wouldn't <laughs> bring you here and do that. But I've tried every bar currently on Michigan's market. The only competitor in a chocolate standpoint that you have, and I mean this in my opinion again, is I, I think Kiva makes a good chocolate product. Not their bar though, their little terabyte things. Okay. I don't like the bar. The terabytes are great. But besides that, I haven't found a chocolate product like yours that I find. Uh, my, my favorite's chocolate banana. I love how you put the banana in it. I, I think it just is crafty. I like the Oreo one. Um, the key lime's unique. Um, I didn't even yeah, know you it. had 14 flavors. Yeah, yeah. What, what are your top five? If, if, a new, if, if I was a brand new, you're on the adult use market, correct? Yep, I'm both. If I was a brand new choice, buyer right? walking, yeah. <laughs> if yep. I was a brand new buyer walking into a store and I was like, man, I want to try a midnight bar. What are the top five flavors? What, what are the most common ones? What, what, what should somebody grab? So um, we're, we're releasing the toasted coconut. That's the, the toasted coconut with dark chocolate. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Even people who don't this like. Is, I got somebody coconut. eating it on the set. Dude. Oh my God, this is is that the toasted coconut? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, I thought she was eating. I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. The s'mores is a killer. That's one of our top key lime, um, a co cookies and cream, uh, thin mint cookie. Uh, chocolate banana, blueberry, you know, we, we, we go all over the thing. We have strawberry lemonade, we have strawberry milkshakes, we have all over the place, but those six are top along with milk and dark. We, we do have a sugar-free option now too, which nobody really? else option. Uh, so that's that's been really big hit for diabetics. What's the sugar-free flavor? Uh, milk chocolate. Milk chocolate, just and a straight milk chocolate A lot flavor. of people, you know. Is it complicated to make a, a sugar-free chocolate? Um, uh, so we do it with like a, a chip compound uh, that uh, that uh, that we help too. So it is good to find one. You don't want to find the wrong sugar-free product. You know, there's stuff that gives you stomach pains and indigestion and nausea and stuff. If especially if you eat a little bit of it too much, you know, so you want to stick with the right sugar-free products. You know, is there a benefit to using a chocolate over a gummy? For like, say, I'm somebody who is in the market. Uh, and I have a certain, con is there any type of condition that maybe chocolate, a uh, medicated chocolate's better than a gummy? And I just ask, cause a lot of, a lot of adult use consumers are brand new to cannabis. So I don't know if there maybe is a reason that they would go to one, uh, one versus the other. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Um, the andamine in the chocolate is that entourage effects. Chocolate is made with a cacao bean and it has andamine in it like mangoes do. So if you combine THC, pure THC, like a distillate or a, uh, Kiva does a, um, they, they do a full spectrum where I think they use like a quiche or keef or water hash. I actually prefer the distillate in it. I think it's cleaner. And with the andamine and the chocolate, it gives a really nice buzz. You know, I've tried it all the different ways. Um, I give shots out to all of them. I mean, I respect them. We're still in the beginning of the game, you know, it's not even federally legal. So everybody in this game right now is still taking a big risk. And 
I, uh, you know, I, you know what I life, mean? Bro. <laughs> my middle name, Risk. You know, so I, I, I do respect all the other guys, you know, and they're uh, doing well in other states. And that's one of the big deals, uh, too, is, uh, you know, to be able to even try to take this outside of Michigan and stuff. Oh, you got your own, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Um, I don't have one right now. Um, Is there such thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it could be done with cannabis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There are dairy-free options there. You know, we're looking for like a vegan, dairy-free, um, gluten-free, totally. Um, so some, I mean, some of ours have cookie cookie pieces, so they can't be gluten-free. So we have different options. The sugar-free is our first step in that direction. I mean, uh, obviously we want to get a vegan next, but we're taking one step at a time. So know? when people, you know, a lot of times in the gummy world, Dixie, myself, um, I don't think Midnight does it, or um, not Midnight, <laughs> sorry. So we'll just use Dixie myself. We, we have gummies that are labeled Indica and Sativa. As, I've never seen a chocolate done that way. Could it be done that way, or is that something that's not as common in the chocolate world? I just ask you because I see you as like the chocolate dude. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you, you know, to do something like that, really, you need to be single sourcing your, your product, and it needs to be single sourced from a plant that can be defined as sativa or indica, right? So or then batches. I mean, essentially, you could do like a ton of sativa strains and know that if all, the, if all of them are sativa, the batch source was sativa. Yeah. So well, do you think that's something you'll ever see in chocolate or do you think it's just because of the entourage effect you described that they don't need to necessarily. Oh, that's all right. That would have been cool if it would have broke almost <laughs> for like just for <laughs> look at that. Shit. That fucking came out but fucking hey, fine. It actually, didn't break. it's what the good. Fuck? It did that because there was water in it and I didn't want water in it. So yeah, I did that you, you because there's water in it. Well, so Sativa Indica, <laughs> did you see that Oregon just fucking banned Sativa and Indica on their things? Oregon Let's is talk about that. taking so what, what Sativa is, and what, Indica what, off. What is the ruling? So um, medical or adult use? So I don't know the ruling. <laughs> don't give me a thing, but I know that if we look it up, I know there's something th because of that. Because it's an outdated term and it's a weird marketing term. Now, um, with, with what I do is, you know, uh, with distillate, Distillate is, you know, THC derived from usually biomass, winterized. Um, so it usually doesn't incur THC. And I, I like to say that indica sativa are defined by the terpenes that you're using. So if you have, you know, a lemon wow. terpene. So leading Oregon cannabis company to drop indica hybrid sativa. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a term that's really weird because, I mean, we're talking about stuff that has like, like grapes or apples where there's multiple varieties of a same thing like apple. Like we have cannabis and there's not just indica sativa or hybrid. We have, I mean, I could say my own genetics. I have like an age in 18. And even if I stabilize that down so pretty much, the article, everything's going to be a little different every time. You that's know? literally what, so it's funny you say that. The article that I was just reading, I was just did a quick, you know, you saw it, just a quick briefer. G Gary right? Ganu read. <laughs> it said that um, it's an outdated way to label things. That's what I would and agree with. Yeah, more yeah. strains, it's too hard to categorize them as one thing. So what it was saying is like you couldn't say gelato is indica because gelato could be energizing, focusing, relaxing. That doesn't necessarily meet the terms of indica. Exactly. Is that what you would say why it doesn't work? Yeah, well, indica was normally based upon the region that the plant was came from. Indica meaning an, the high Himalayan India region. So the plants were shorter, stockier, with wider leaves. It usually didn't normally meant to defer, define an entire um, effects range of a plant. You know, we need to 
kind of raise our awareness and then, you know, define the plant by it. Because let's say you said gelato. Well, okay, are we talking about the gelato 33, the gelato 45, the gelato 21? Are we talking about we got seeds from gelato by, yeah, exactly. You get seeds and you grow a hundred seeds. You know that we're going to have at least 20 different phenos or five different phenos in there, right? I know, right? So how can you say that every gelato plant is going to be indica? That's such an outdated way of thinking. You know, we just got to expand our thought to defining it in more ways specific to a plant. So like if we were going to define grapes, you know, we would define Chardonnay or uh, Merlot or, you know, Cabernet. And then, you know, they focus those down to specific plants, but cannabis hasn't been focused down to specific plants because of bad agricultural techniques. You know, we still have huge varieties all over the place. So we, we kind of have to outdate that. And like, you're talking about single sourced chocolate, you know, it's a really single source of chocolate or to say it's a sativa. You could have a batch of sativa, but we can all argue that they would have to be the same plant grown on a mass scale like outside or inside on a big scale under big and then you take all those let's say super lemon haze or some specified sativa that we know is a sativa and then use that as your extract and then it would probably be better to just say super lemon haze energizing relaxing you know calming and the things that super lemon haze give it rather than just saying indica you know is that something you think we'll see i hope <laughs> You'd like so you you would like to see it go. I mean, that there's way. a lot of people that have been talking about it for years. Uh, what's the guy's name? There's a guy I can't oh, remember his name, but he's proposed oh, no. like defining plants by their leaf structure, the size of their leaves, their growth structure, and then defining the effects of plants in a whole different category. So you're not just saying indica sativa, a hybrid. You know, we're defining the effects in a different category and then defining the traits of the plant in a different category based upon phenotype or genotype, right? So you're really taking it in a more educated way. You know what I mean? No, I agree. That's why I was, I, I was letting you go into it. So before we started this set, just to switch things up, we're talking about water versus no water. Yeah, yeah. I like that was the first time I that? thought about it. It was, well, tell me the whole, your side again with no water and futures idea. So Cause this the was the first future. time I heard it today. I, Shout I, I like, out to the homie. Yeah, I'm a good life gang member too. Shout so. out to the homie future. So we were on a concept idea. Uh, future came into town for the GLG meetup. I'm sure you've seen us being obnoxious. Yeah, I wish um, I could have made it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we had talked about, uh, you know, he said to me, keep your water in your weed pipe. And I guess the concept was that you get a different style hit, whatever it is, water versus no water in the pipe. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a lot harsher. I, I have mean, it does have a little harsher of a hit. A pipe accidentally without water, right? Because uh, I, it's accident, of course. And then we're like, I got to put some water in it to make it hit better. I'm going to hit it with water right now just because I'm used to it. I think the benefits of water is it cools it down before it hits your lungs, right? But I mean, we're doing low temp. This is at 470, I think, on here. Well, either way, I encourage everybody to try it both ways and see what they think, bro. I, I think might have to pour it out and do a separate scientific test, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just different to see. It's like a way... Can't believe I forgot um, <laughs> Q-tips, but that's life. <coughs> I've got some. Do we have Q-tips over there? 
<coughs> so let's switch gears again. Now that we, uh, that was just a brief thing I wanted to chat with you about. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just interesting to see people, you know, doing different, uh, different methods on how they dab. That's literally what I was about to talk about. Oh, what you can have is this. that? Let's light, we'll smoke one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is this? What in the fuck am I holding in my hand? So these. I love you. Not you. You. No, I'm just kidding. The, what are these? It's, what in the fuck? The, uh, Hold up, let me see it. <laughs> right, further back. Hopefully the roof don't come down on us. We good? So what, what are we looking at, bro? So that's a, uh, a 24 karat wrapped gilded um Lovely. with italian gold 24 karat uh around uh chlorophyll free starch free hemp uh, you got weed cannabis leaf yes yep you can have one of those lighted up there chat yeah for sure i got hand one to my brother real quick yeah yeah for I sure i see him over there peeking around the corner and shit <laughs> i think there's is that one packed i think this? it is right but uh either way these the, that we have, not packed? so these are uh we have also the new mulched ones. We're, we're moving the chlorophyll on these, and we actually have them 24 karat gold on the tip here with rose petal on the uh, end, the nice wood filter. This one is. But they're uh, hemp. I see the weed in it. John Carlos Magar's hemp. Um, and they, we make them in a shell. That's the, big, that's the difference between our Canagar company and uh, another Canagar company. Um, the benefit of having a shell is that you don't wrap it around wet leaf and therefore you're not going to incur uh, molding between the flower and the wet leaf when they cure. So you take the flower after it's already fully dried and put it into the shell. And uh, how should you light these? Um, these ones are totally fine to be lit with a normal a lighter. Uh, that one where you're probably going to need a torch. You're probably going to need to light a big torch and you probably need, need, need to uh, kind of like cut a little hole in the other end for a draw hole. Like I'd take it? a, I'd cut a, like a little, if there isn't a hole there, oh, I'd cut, uh, I'd, I can't really see it. Also I'm handing it over to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I might. So this one know. we could light with a lighter? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go for it. Maybe. Right here. That's rolled with some sprinkles which is uh, Fischianato Genetics uh, Gelato 33 crossed by Skittles, crossed by Magnum Opus. So when someone smokes this, I'm gonna kick this shit across the room. Is it like a cigar? Do they inhale it? How, how what, explain I to somebody. Because like I feel like the AU market, bro, there's a lot of disconnect. They see something like this, they think cigar. Is yeah. this something you can inhale like a normal smoke? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. It's. Uh, John Carlos is a fourth generation Nicaraguan cigar maker, so his family has been in the cigar business forever. And he makes dad, the leaf? His, yep. We remove the chlorophyll and the starches from the hemp and then form it into, we either use it just as the leaf like this, right, where you can see it just as the leaf and you can see the, uh, um, you can see the veins in it because it's actual leaf or we mulch it up and can make it into the mulch paper, which uh, some argue might burn a little smoother, a little cleaner, 
Um, but either way, they're a great way to enjoy your cannabis. Um, luxury, I, I'd say cigar, uh, luxury cigar uh, is what we're going for. But at the same time, it's like a big fat blunt with a nice wood uh, mouthpiece on it. It's, um, it's solid. Uh, I think everybody needs to try one, not only just for celebration times, but for just uh, Friday nights alone. It's got a unique taste to it. It's about three grams for our original size like that. Now, these are in metric shops. Yep, yep, yep. Choice Labs is putting these out, and you can buy them in any shop. I'd, I could just contact uh, me or them, and uh, you can purchase them for your Are these insurance. available on the medical and adult use side or just the medical side? Both. How do you choose the flower that goes into these? <laughs> Carefully. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you All know. right, bro. Let me, we'll go play that game. Do you work with different grows in Michigan? Do you have your own grow? Uh, I don't have my own grow right now, um, but I do work with many different grows. Um, I try to find the best. I visit a lot of different grows and uh, test their products out before we, we put them in there, of course. I mean, there's a lot of subpar stuff on the Michigan market and there's a lot of really good stuff. It just takes time to find it and you got to know the right people. Is there you know? any growers that you can say that you've collabed on? Are you comfortable? If not, we can just move on. I mean, I've said a lot. I don't want to. I don't want to leave anybody out. You can check the my Instagram page at Midnight Roots, and I always post about who I'm collabing with. You know, um, you know. Uh, so there is a chance that somebody's favorite Michigan grower could be collabing with Midnight. Roots. Yeah, exactly. We've got That's a lot. All of, I was we've got to. a lot of collabs coming up with specific. Uh, growers too that we're so going like to be putting I fuck out with and golden kind hard. I fucking do a bunch of oh, stuff yeah, with Viola. Yeah. So that's why I say, is there any yep, release center that that's killing it? You know, they, uh, they, they sent us some brandy wine that was just fire. I love their shit lately. You know, uh, space, uh, shout out Willie Blassett. Yeah. Shout out Les Chief. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a collab coming with him. That's going to be dumb, dumb. We got some space camp stuff actually the other day from a smaller gr uh, grower that just entered the scene actually. And a really fire uh, motor breath that he had. Um, uh, check it out though. There's a really, uh, there's a lot of good guys. Apothecary is really coming through with some really fire uh, or uh, organic stuff. Um, when you look for something to do a collab with Midnight, what do you look for? Is it fruity weed? Is it gassy weed? Is there... Uh, is it dense nug, airy nug? Like, what is like the ideal flower for you? What is like, what is Jake like? Um, <coughs> I like gas a lot. I'm a big OG Kush, a big chem dog, a big uh, mixture of, I do like like a Skittles candy. I do like a nice orange back end every now and then. Uh, like an Agent Orange or an Agent 18, you know, I like the Gambit. You give me a good flavor profile, I like it. Uh, I do have my own genetics line, Midnight Roots Genetics. So I do breed to what I like and I've kind of been handing my genetics out to different growers so I can hopefully get some of my specific some flavors. Of your what yeah. are some things that Midnight? You know, like Howland Diablo, the Stone Howland Diablo. Yeah. What is the crosses? If you uh, can Ghost tell us? OG by Fire OG, crossed by OG 18. What made you pick those? What, what yeah. is that two of your favorites? Is that something you always liked? So I wanted something close to the catfish, right? And I didn't want to just take DNA genetics OG 18, which is kind of what the catfish is. It's an OG 18 back cross, um, pheno of it. And would uh, you say the OG 18, or I'm sorry, the catfish is your most well-known? It was my first win and I've made a bunch of stuff with it. So I wanted to breed with it and I'm not, uh, and uh, I had a fire 18 male that was given to me by leaf doctor. 
And so the fire shout agent. Shout out Leap Doctor. He yeah. got some wins on his belt. Yeah, good guy, Marcel. He's killing it. And I uh, shout out to him. He, uh, he's always been really good. We've always had a really strong competition our entire career. And uh, he's always been, a, <laughs> it's always been a kind guy. I think the catfish was his first weed he smoked. I've got video of it one time. Uh, it's legendary. Uh, he never smoked weed. And he said, if I win first place today, I'm going to smoke weed. So I, I rolled up a big ass Megara of catfish. And, <laughs> oh, dude. And he won a first place. Right when we came down, he was like, where's the joint? And I handed it right to him. He was like, oh, shit, are you kidding me? Yeah, he I, thought it was a joke. He hit it. He fucking, thought it was a joke. Yeah, that's a legendary one. I'm not going to show the video, but it was a good time. He <laughs> thought it was a joke. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good guy. But uh, no, but I wanted the, the Fire 18, and he knew it. If he's used a lot of these. The Fire 18 made his east side OG. Uh, went, made a couple of his other Wint crosses that he's won with. So it's a, it's a solid cross by Headcracker. And uh, it fires a great OG because OG is hard to breed with. So the OG 18 is the large yielding OG and the fire, eight, the fire gets a lot of the OG dominance in it. So then it crosses great with any other of the other moms. So if you uh, have like uh, the Sun, Sun 3, Sunshine 4, you have some of the other um, winners like that. Uh, it, it comes through really well with the OG and then whatever you hit it with. So it was a great mom to work with. I still work with it. It's, it's killer. Um, you know, I, I made a couple of really solid, stable crosses with her, and uh, it's, that's why I used her. <laughs> but now I'm moving on to, like, the Sunshine Kush. I'm going to make some crosses with the Sunshine Kush. You know, maybe the Stoned Owl, which is my Sour OG. I won two, two, uh, two cups with the Sour OG and a cup with the Sunshine Four. So I'm going to start breeding with those lines pretty soon, you know. Are you entered in this cup? I'm not. No. I didn't enter either. Don't no, worry. I was I just, just curious. Uh, it is what it is. I just didn't meet it on time, and I just there, no. There was things, a lot. You know? It was hard. It was a lot of crazy <laughs> shit going on. I, yeah, I feel yeah. You. So, it, so yeah. future plays for midnight. Will we see concentrate? It sounded like you almost were saying that. Yeah, of course, of course. Right now, I'm sticking to what I do, trying to get my own uh, license and trying to get my own thing going on. But uh, I'm producing and doing scaling up the midnight bars, and I'm doing the John Carlos Magars. And right now, we're actually I'm working on. Um, uh, taking these to Nevada right now. So, uh, the Las Vegas market. Yeah, Las Vegas. So, uh, like, Planet 13 is our big mark, uh, news. We got a big order with them. So, uh, we're going to be. Damn, you going to Planet 13? Yeah, they're doing exclusive oh, with us. You got to say a little louder, bro. <laughs> Acting like it's just some hush hush bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Say that no, shit loud it's, for them. It's a dream come true. You there know? you go. They, that uh, sounds better. Yeah, they. Uh, I feel like we're on training day. I'm Denzel Washington's ass right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they are the biggest in Vegas. Right there strip. we go. You know, it's they were, were, they're honored. They they went through 40 different products and. Uh, Shout out Planet Came, 13. Yeah. Every time I've ever been there, a couple of the owners have always made sure it's been a great time for me. I've met them at BizCon a few times. Good people. If you out in Vegas, make sure you get you the Magar. Make sure you visit Planet 13. Yeah. How, I, how, how far out are we? Yeah, well, soon. We're in the process of putting together the Can packaging. we say six months? Way sooner than oh, that. Well, I mean, well, I, I, I get people out here and they say yeah. soon. A month and then or two. And I get a DM yeah, yeah. and it's like two years later and they're like, hey, bro, this shit ain't dropped. No. If, the way I move, two weeks. The way, life, <laughs> the way life moves, probably a month, right? You know, so uh, it, it's So moving. buy BizCon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We should be moving. They're, they're, we've Will already you be attending done, BizCon? We've done all the testing. They've got all the testing. Everything's passed. Everything. Our hemp is chlorophyll-free. It's exactly what it is, says it is. It's how, uh, how recently did you find that information out? Like a week ago. So it was an early birthday present. Yeah, yeah, maybe three, four days ago. It's really, an early you know? birthday <laughs> present. Yeah, today is my birthday, right? Happy yeah, birthday, yeah. Jake. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jake. Happy 
Look at that. He came out on his birthday. I feel super special. So assuming Vegas launch, I mean, not assuming, Vegas launch goes great. Will we see you out in Vegas more? Yeah, yeah. The Midnight Bars are going to be launched in Vegas as well. Look at know? this. So, Look at all uh, this exclusive shit we got <laughs> happening on here, you man. Know? So, uh, yeah, we're going to be bringing all them there, hopefully uh, other places soon. But we're taking one step at a time, like I always do, you know. So uh, so is it is it Planet 13 exclusive right now for yeah. any of the products? Yeah, for, for the Magars right for now. For the Magars. Now, They're the Midnight Bars may be other places. Yeah, it'll but be everywhere. Well, yeah. everywhere. So Magars... Planet 13. But Planet 13 will be everywhere, too. We'll just do distributing through Planet 13. Well, I'm trying to get you into Kalo trouble. Ab. I'm just trying to let people know. No, no, know. It's, it's not like anything like that. We're all good. It's so will be uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, they, they know. It's, it's, on, it's on. It's a, it's a good time. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you excited for BizCon? Uh, yeah, these are they all. They moved BizCon up, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. October. Yeah. I did not see. Actually. Oh, well, 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 <laughs> in October, we're going to be stunting, and I hope you're coming. Yeah, I know I, you're coming. I'm I'll have kidding. to come down there. Yeah, for sure. For it's going to be a great time. So yeah. with the Vegas launch, will it be all the flavors? Yeah, well, hopefully. Yep, I think so. We get, Yeah, we got the machines going. We're hiring people right now. You know, we've got the location locked down. So, uh, you know. We've Any got other states in. you can announce? I mean, shit. Yeah. No, we're, that's, that's where <laughs> we're at right now. He's like, no, bro, don't, don't be asking for too much. Yeah. Uh, so the Magars, well, those will be with just so people realize this again, those will be with local Las Vegas cultivators. Of course. They have to be produced in state by, with under you local laws. I know be, you uh, said Nevada or whatever. <coughs> we, no we, you know, we sell, we sell the shells. We make the shells. So they're going to take their flour, uh, kind of how we do through Choice, where Choice helps us buy the flour. Um, you'll, you'll be visiting the, um, the facilities yourself? Yep, of course. So you know, yeah. well, Perlana 13 has their own grows and they're really well. They're, they do fucking killer. The grows are ridiculous, you know, and uh, we can get them genetics and the growers are. So fantastic. they already have grows. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know about Planet yeah, 13. Yeah, so they yeah, have everything yeah. out there. They're ready to rock. And yeah, roll. Yeah. They want to they want to make a really uh, high end product and uh, they think we can help the, them do that. So <laughs> I told you before I had you come on, a bunch of people had asked me about this music, plants. Yeah. Yes, you did. Explain a little bit, of, and I don't want you to give away your secrets or any of that. What, what, what is it, like, you have a method that you grow with music, your backgrounds in music. Touch a little bit on the topic of music growing weed. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we did talk about this, and uh, I've been on a couple other shows, and I've been doing some stuff on my uh, Instagram about it. Uh, <laughs> So I, I produce music, right? Stone Owl is my music group. So uh, stoneowl.com. Um, Just like the genetic. Uh, not stoned owl. Stone. Stone, -E. also no D. Yep, stone owl. Okay. And uh, I was just I, like, wait a minute, I heard that shit before. Yeah, and I've been, uh, I've been doing some stuff by, basically what I do is called bio data sonification. So it's a shit that has been developed by some scientists in Italy in like the 70s. So they take this device that has um, electrodes and they, uh, and they connect, we, we connect it to a plant, connect cannabis plant, bamboo plant, and uh, we, get, we, uh, we, we take the resistance and the impedance between the electrodes and turn it into music. That's the sonification. So they t we, we take different things. Uh, plants, have, when we're using, I've seen people take mushrooms, I've seen people take crystals, and as long as you can get the impedance to change, it will turn to your synth and start playing different things. So uh, that's what I've been doing to play music a lot. Um, but I also do take crystal bowls and other tones and actually play them to my plants. You know, if 
What is, is the a, effect do you believe that has? I don't know. Uh, calms them down just like music would to a person. Like what the effect would be to a person. It's kind of unmeasurable, right? It's uh, just going to relax your uh, vibration and make it harmonize with those around it. Sometimes like, you know, you can go so much as to take different tones or different songs and different uh, uh, frequencies and play them to them at different parts of the, uh, the flowering period. Now, any measurable effect is uh, unknown, but I mean, in, in, like I was talking about the other day, in, uh, in uh, India, they used to take nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. sitar songs and they would play it to their plants and use it as a pesticide. So, um, no, look at that. You got fucking lamb chop. No, I got this one. You got lamb chops like a motherfucker. So no, anyways, I was saying, some people actually used to take songs and play them to plants as a pesticide. They'd play them to different uh, whole areas and, th and they could keep the, plant the plants free of pests by just playing different sounds and frequencies. There's a couple of products on the market that do that. So a measurable effect of what sound could do to a room is that there's a, you know, or at the same time, uh, you know, just for the effect of helping that plant relax, you know, if something as easy as that or helping the fucking grower to relax in the room, you know, just help me relax <laughs> right, now, right? Now, some people have uh, are stressed out having to transplant all day or trim the plant so up or something. have you found a certain kind of music? that helps keep pesticides away so and you don't have to and you could say no, yes and not no, say the music type bro but no. i mean is it is it well, really like that do you, yeah, do you believe it there's be a couple like products on the market if you really want to shoot out and uh sonic bloom yeah, yeah just set it aside maybe um <laughs> the sonic bloom is actually a product that claims that you put it in the room and it keeps pesticides away and stuff but I haven't noticed any noticeable difference <laughs> by playing, you know, plants. I'm not that scientific with no, it. No, I, I mean, but, seriously, uh, I've read crazy, some bro. stories, so I recommend all your viewers to actually do their own research on it and, you know, do their own, don't listen to me, you know, go do your own research and now, do your Jake, own Now, Jake, is that something you leave, uh, like, full-time? Like, you go away and you leave music playing in the grow? Like, and I'm being serious, I'm not trying to be a clown. Like, is that is that for real? Like, is Some that people do that. Do? I, I have, yep. Like I said, I usually play like crystal bowls or stuff like that to it when you walk into a room or leave it in there for like 30 or 40 seconds. Kind of calm the room and add to a certain vibration in the room. But if you do play music, you know what I know the funny thing is I've studied this a bunch and I've actually talked about this on a couple of shows. When you do play it, if people go out there and decide to turn their boom box on, you know, only play it for three hours and then leave it off for three hours. Like actually put your radio on a timer. Because all the studies I've ever done say that anything over three hours has a negative effect on your room, you know? So I haven't done a lot is of effect a with it why like that. Is there reason why that would be? Or I don't like, know. Which I don't is know. What the Maybe it said. could just have to do with the vibration <laughs> that the fucking uh, magnet, magnet is getting off from the speaker in the room. It could be something that's deeper than I even know. So I you feel know like what I mean? a lot of growers always say like replicating the outside, replicating normal like environment is what, that, what they want. Is, do you believe that? Is that something that like you think is how it is? Um, I would love to have an outdoor greenhouse, a legal one. I don't have one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I know, meant like when you're when you're trying to have the best grow. They say you want to replicate like a, a certain grow situation. Is that what you believe, or are you, like because you're adding music, so you're trying to make the best like what you think would be like an ideal situation for even a human for the grow? Um, I would think that the plant could be. Uh, a, a living creature in that way, right? The plant might have some sort of... So you want to be of, comfortable. 
So I want, it has to just, it responds to stimuli, and that would be like the sign of some sort of consciousness, right? It, it, it could incur pain. So if you put a hot light next to it, it might grow away from that hot light. And we've all seen that. I mean, there's not much debate in that, you know, it, no, will, yeah, right. it will respond to stimuli. So uh, what does the stimuli have effect? I don't know. What does things have effect on humans? That's about the only perception I know is what it does to me. So my own personification of the plant you know, is what it is. They're all theories. They're all, you know, I don't have any uh, quips in saying that I'm not the best grower in the world and there are people that are way better and know better than me. But uh, I, I like to do these experiments and I like to see what has an effect. And I've won 11 cannabis cups, you know, I've bred my own cups. So I've, uh, I, it, it might show in my flower and my breeding. <laughs> so when you say you won a cannabis cup, which we know you have, you won it with genetics you created, correct? Yeah, yeah. So not only have you won a cup, you created genetics that you grew yourself that won a cup. Yeah. I just want to sum it up because yeah, a lot of people Kush. that watch our shit bro be in new states that haven't really come on. So it's like, I just want them to be able to understand like the levels that you've reached. Yeah, in you know, 2017, in right? I won with the uh, Sunshine 4, right? Some people say the Sunshine 3 because it is a 3. The Sunshine a whole, 3. It's a whole separate... Compton trade, but either way, I won with the Sunshine 4 in 2017, and uh, I bred that with the Fire 18, and I bred that with the Fire 18 to make the Sunshine Kush, and I won the next year with the 2018 with the Sunshine Kush in the Indica category, so I won first in both with the mom and with the, the, the baby. So that's, you know, I was proud of that one, right? You win with the mom, and then cross it, and then win with that one, so that was fun, and th that's when it was you know, really hard. I was doing it with my own booth, a 10 by 10. You know, I wasn't winning the Sunshine Kush with one of the bigger name dispensaries at the time, right? I, w I actually went alone to kind of just show that my own genetics could go there and that you didn't need to stack it with, you know, 50 entries in there or out of 80 or something like that, you know. Uh, you know, I, I went in with a cup or t uh, entry or two, you know, in each category and uh, it won. It came home. <laughs> It was a good time. It was a good time. Those days were fun. I wish uh, I missed the damn cannabis cups, you know, those entries and shit like that. I miss all those different things. It's not the same, is it? You looking for the lighter? Yeah. Yeah. It's right here. Yeah. Crude boy's lighter. Yeah. So I missed yeah, the... Uh, keep I, that down. I, <laughs> I, missed the, I missed the cannabis cups, man. Those were fun times, right? You know? <laughs> Walk was, around, man. people would so just line up, me, do let, dabs together. That, let, let's, um, <laughs> right? Let, let's talk about this real quick then. So... We can go back right now. I got a time machine, right? I pulled a motherfucker out. We can go back to any <coughs> Michigan cannabis cup. Which year and location are we going back to, Jake? Yeah, uh, time machine. I'm, I don't know. I'm pushing I, the button. Where do you want to go? I don't know. The 2014 one. It was there was a fucking storm, so it blew the thing away. So I actually never got to receive <laughs> the award for the cup. So my first cannabis cup no, I ever got. So they it was a Clio, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So anybody that's been to these cups knows that like Clio, you might get one good day, but by day two, the storm is blowing that shit. Bro, they've never, we've never had a, a like a complete weekend that it hasn't happened. Like, Dude, I, I watched remember people's Coco glass winning. shit just flying, $5,000 glass pieces, flying 20 feet in the air, just. I remember like, Coco Extracts winning his cup, bro. Diesel and running up the stage, the rain <laughs> pouring on us. We're holding it, dude. 
Yeah. It's so funny. They didn't even do that, that in 2014. So I'd go back to that so I could at least get to receive it on floor, my first one, because I missed it. <laughs> it was like a little photo shoot it in the fucking so corner cool. of the garage or something. You're like, <laughs> I, I miss seeing dudes like Danny Danko and all them, like, you know, like no disrespect to metric and how it's been, bro, because it's been good to me. I know it's been good to you. But like, bro, looking back, I miss that that feel like you're talking about the, you know, and it's crazy because a lot of those brands that we saw that, you know, you would think for sure we're going to be big players. And again, I'm not taking shots at people, the clear, um, t- what was the other one that just had a booth that had the biggest booth there was, uh, they made edibles. Anyway, there's a ton of them and you don't even see those brands. And they were, like you said, they were, you know, they were massive at the cup. So it's just wild how the game's been, man. It's been a wild you road. Know, regulation is a, is a weird topic. Like a lot of people have a problem with, uh, you know, with the, with, with the legal market, not understanding what a business needs to do to get in a regulated market. I mean, I don't like commercial big grows and those and all that, but to play the game and to move on in life, you have to understand that your shit needs to be tested properly. Um, I mean, I, I, I was there. I would watch people put Eagle 20 shit in everywhere. I remember the biggest grows in California posting on Instagram how you should be spraying with Eagle 20 every two weeks and shit like that. Like, I, back in the day, people were just poisoning their shit. So I at least like the fact that we're not having pesticides and fungicides on our shit. But other than that, it should be an open case. Like, we should all be able to grow as long as we can test it and shit like that. You know, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> but it is... Uh, it has been interesting. It has been an interesting ride. I, I jumped on board early because I wanted the chocolates to uh, be, you know, to be a, to a larger market. Same reason you did, you know? It, you know, you, you just got to play the game. You know? It is. That's how it is, bro. You know, like, everyone's always like, oh, man, you went to the legal game. You went to the legal game. Bro, uh, I, I want to be part of cannabis history. And if you're not willing to take change, you're not going to be part of history. That's just how it is. I man. mean, there's a lot of other states that have had the same thing happen from a caregiver to look a wreck to a, bro. Uh, like, Washington, anywhere, Washington, you know, a lot Cali, of places everywhere. Yeah. You either you either roll with the with the punches or get rolled on, bro. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it should just be completely legal and open to everybody. It should. But oh, in in bro, every market, though, but you're still to be a big all day long. to be a big grow. You would still have to be like face regulators. You would still have to pay these fines and pay these fees and stuff. So it's like the way they're doing it is fucked up like the way they don't not everybody knows what they're doing but it's working it's a right you know what i mean sword. it's a double-edged sword like it's anything a double else right edged you know sword, bro. um but i'm i'm rolling with it and the chocolate bars are rolling with it <laughs> and the so magars are on vegas, there <laughs> las vegas rollout coming more new stuff coming in michigan right yeah, we're doing new we're flavors. We're hoping to go out and, uh, on our own. You're hopefully, saying. we're going to be doing new products soon. New, new different types of uh, skews with the Megars, different um, ones. We're going to bring them coated with uh, Keef, and we're going to do a couple different Megar um, uh, skews. You know, um, why not? You know, I can't wait to see it, man. No, I appreciate you, man. As <laughs> always, Jake, thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you for talking. Thanks for chopping it up with it. I forget what episode we were on. I was about to shout that out. Thanks, Blaze. Episode eight. Yeah, thanks, Blaze. Midnight in the building. Happy birthday, dude. Thank you, everybody. Happy birthday, dude. We're going to smoke that big ass (laughs) one and eat some lamb chops with you. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm down with that. He says, I'm down (laughs) with that.